Well, amen. Good morning. Happy podcast day to you. It's Pastor Rich here coming to you from Palm Coast, Florida. I just want to say hello, tell you I love you. Pastor Kim and I are believing for you and with you. I want to do something a little different today. I know so many are are overcoming cold sinus deals, uh, this newer variant of COVID, which um, I believe is is not as bad as the the first round we've had. And uh, either way, it doesn't matter whatever name they give it. It's sickness, it's disease, it's come illegally against the body of the believer. Uh, It doesn't have a right to you. You got to kick it out. You got to take authority over it. In Jesus' name. So I'm going to start off by reading some scriptures over you. If you hadn't got our healing medicine card, it's a red card. I don't know. It's like a seven by three, eight by three card. Uh, and it has a picture of me in the background on it. But it just says healing medicine. And then it says on the front, Proverbs 4, 2022. And I'm going to read these scriptures over you today. If you just need healing in your body, strength in your body, uh, just receive this. The Bible says that they're like medicine to us. So uh, I'll go one through 15, Exodus fifteen twenty six. you are the Lord that healeth me. Exodus 23, 25 and 26, you take sickness away from the midst of me and number of my days you fulfill. Deuteronomy seven fifteen. you take away from me all sickness. Just receive these as I'm, as I'm reading them. Just say, I receive those, I receive those scriptures as healing balm or healing medicine for I am the redeemer from the curse of the law. That's Deuteronomy 28 and Galatians 3.13. 5, Psalms 103.3, you heal all my diseases. 6, Psalms 107.20, you sent your word and it healed me and delivered me from my destruction. 7, I shall not die but live and declare the works of the Lord. Psalms 118.17. 8, Psalms 91.16, with long life you will satisfy me and show me your salvation. 9, Proverbs 4.22, your words are life to me and health and medicine to all my flesh. Uh, 10 is Isaiah 53, 4. Surely you have borne my sicknesses and carried my pains. Jesus himself took my infirmities and bare my sicknesses. Uh, and I'll add this, therefore I am healed. 11, 1 Peter two twenty four. with his stripes I am healed, by his stripes I was healed. That's 1 Peter two twenty four and Isaiah 53, 5. 12. Proverbs seventeen twenty two a merry heart doth good like a medicine. Thirteen uh, is Romans eight eleven the same spirit that raised up Christ from the dead quickens my mortal body. That's Romans eight eleven once again. Uh, Fourteen uh, hands were laid on me and I am in recovery. Mark sixteen eighteen maybe you weren't prayed for any time soon. Well, just lay hands on your head. You're the anointed of the Lord. Uh, lay hands on the sick, they shall recover, and speak that scripture over yourself. Amen. 15, the last one, is Romans four seventeen and Joel three ten. I call my body healed, whole, and strong in Jesus' name. Well, amen. I hope that helps you. Uh, you know, we put these cards together, Richard Summerlin Ministry. We also have another one. We'll read these over you about fear. I just want to combat, you know, I know there's many voices according to the scripture in Ephesians, Ephesians 6, 12, uh, there's many voices, uh, demonic voices, influences in the land today. But Ephesians 6, 12 says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of the world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. You know, I, I believe uh, biblically, uh, I don't believe, but biblically the Bible tells us that there's 
uh, demon spirits. There, there's uh, information going on over our head daily. And we even see it now in the information age more so than ever uh, that Satan is working extra hard with information, bombarding us with information. And we've got to keep the Bible you know, ringing in our ears. We've got to keep the Bible in our mouth. We've got to keep God's word. Uh, going strong, and we got to combat the, this these uh, demonic onslaught or these lies from Satan. Uh, we also have another scripture, and I want to read this. We always read Second um, uh, Timothy one seven, but I want to read. I want to go up a little uh, more. Uh, uh, let's go to like five. It says, "When I call to remembrance thy the unfeigned faith which is in thee, which dwelt first in thy uh, grandmother." Lois and thy mother Eunice, and I'm persuaded that in all uh, in these also, uh, wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands, for God not, has not given us a spirit of fear, power, love, and a sound mind. Now understand this: when we read that, you got you got to uh, know that there was obviously there was strength, and then along the line in this Christian walk. Uh, there came an attack against Timothy, and Paul was dealing with Timothy here in this scripture, and he's telling, hey, you know how to do this. Uh, you know what's going on. Uh, you know, stir up the gift that's on the inside of you. Uh, you know, another uh, uh, script or translation says, amplified, that is why I remind you to fan into flame the gracious gift of God, the, the inner fire, the special endowment, which is in you through the laying on of my hands, with those of the elders of the ordination. For God did not give us a spirit of tear or fear, timidity or cowardice, but he has given us a spirit of power and love and of a sound judgment, personal discipline, abilities that result in calm, well-balanced mind and self-control. So I just want to say this to you. If you're dealing with fear, if you're, I'll just say if you're overcoming fear today, overcome it. These things don't come from God. And I want you to deal with the word concern. Because uh, within the word concern is a high element of fear. So we have to cast these things out and cast these things down. Uh, we have to, you know, let's just say this. Let, let's re refocus. Let's get back to, uh, you know, a solid foundation of God has not given me that spirit. That information is not coming from God. And I'm going to be of sound mind, of God mind, of Bible principle, uh, God word. And I'm not going to be moved. Amen. So I want to read these. Once again, got another card. This is a green card. Not really a green card. You know what I'm saying. But it's green in color. And this one says, no fear. And I'm going to read these over you. John 14, 27. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Isaiah 43, 1. Uh, o Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name. Thou art mine. Psalm 23, 4. I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Now that, that entire um, Psalms, 23rd Psalms, is a good psalm uh, to read over yourself uh, daily. And just it's just a great power there. Uh, let God just bless you and, and lift you up on a higher level with that. Uh, the next one, Psalms 34.4. Once again, I'm, I'm applying these to you. I'm helping you up today. Psalm 34.4. I sought the Lord, and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. 2 Timothy 1, 7, for God has not given me a spirit of fear. That's probably the greatest one. If you're dealing with fear, it's not from God. If you're dealing from fear, it's not natural, it, it, meaning it, it's not who you are. 
It's not what you should be contending with. That didn't come from your supernatural uh, heavenly father. It didn't come from your supernatural born-again state. It comes from the lie of the pit of hell or Satan. Uh, Psalms 56.3, uh, oh, it says, what time? What I am afraid, I will trust thee. What I am afraid, I will trust in thee. Uh, you know, you're not afraid. Just say this part. I will trust in God. I'm not afraid. I will trust in God. Go ahead and say it. I am not afraid. I will trust in God. Isaiah 41.10, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Deuteronomy 31.8, uh, And the Lord, he is the one who goes before me. He will be with me. He will not leave me nor forsake me. Do not fear or be dismayed. Once again, say, I will not be afraid. Uh, Philippians 4, 6, be anxious for nothing. Uh, John 14, 1, let, your heart, uh, let not your heart be troubled. Uh, come on, say amen to these things. These are great helpers. The scripture, uh, uh, when you read it and hear it, it begins to uh, be a lot, it goes to work. It's living but that's how we give it life, is by reading, hearing. By reading it gives it life. Uh, hearing it gives you strength, or it begins to build on the inside of you. Now, I want to get to this. You know, we're in an information age. We've been here for several years. We know that Satan has many mediums in the land. You know he's working overtime, uh, dealing with information, dealing with wrong information, dealing with fear-based information. It's information overload, really. So if you begin to think uh, how Satan has bombarded not only humanity but the believer, you know, you, you really cannot escape from some kind of information in the day in which we live. It seems like no matter where you go, whether it's radio, Christian radio, whether it's TV, commercials, uh, you know, worldly radio stations, it's just, uh, you know, internet, social media, everywhere we turn, there's some kind of information of Satan, some kind of, you know, ungodly, fear-based information. That's the information age. That's the world, the day, the hour in which we live. Now, the, you have been given you know, protection by God. You've been given the Word. You've been given the Holy Spirit. Uh, you've been given, given spiritual weapons of our warfare, the Bible says. And you've got to put these things to use. Not only I don't think unless you're going to put your head in the sand or go live on a you know a, an island in the middle of nowhere or in the wilderness somewhere, there, there's no way to shut off uh, these voices of Satan. Uh, somehow they're going to seep into your being. But you got to remember this, that as you lend yourself to God and the ways of God, uh, the scripture rings true, greater is he who is in me than he who is in this world. So if you're a, a, you know, a pursuing Christian or a Christian in pursuit of godliness and you're in right standings with the kingdom of God, the system of God, uh, when these things do appear, they'll get swallowed up by the greater one that's on the inside of you. Uh, like you'll, you'll need help to understand that uh, this is bad information because it'll just kind of go right over your head in a sense. Uh, but if you're you know lukewarm or even a cold uh, Christian or maybe a backslidden Christian, uh, these things are going to have a great effect on you. So it's time for the body of Christ to rise up. It's time for the body of Christ to get hot like never before. Someone needs to say amen to this. I'm preaching better than what you're saying. Second uh, Timothy, let's look at this. And these are end time uh, teachings or scriptures that we're going to deal with 
till the Lord comes back because our, our focus uh, has changed a little bit. You know, we're, we'll always be uh, we'll always be after souls. We'll always go after the soul of man. We'll always be soul winners. We'll always, you know, uh, preach Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary. De- uh, you know, he was dead, buried, but he rose again. We'll always try to win people to Jesus. Now, however, added to that now is to try to keep people in the kingdom of God. Uh, try to stop this uh, sifting process or, or, you know, hold on to as many as we can. Uh, There's a great falling away. It's taken place. We've seen it in the last decade. It'll continue on till Jesus. You know, we're going to save a lot. We're going to keep a lot. Uh, There's, I I believe this, I prophesied this. I'm not a prophet, but I, you know, obviously there's nine gifts and out of those nine gifts, there's prophetic gifts uh, that say something. And by the power of God or the insight of the Holy Spirit, I I believe that we're going to see a, a steady uh, you know, increase in the church. I didn't say mega. I said just a steady, healthy increase. Therefore, I, I believe we're going to see the church strengthened like never before. Uh, but uh, these days, you know, like a lot of people think there's an end time revival coming. Well, I hope I'm wrong, but I don't see it in the scripture. See, I'm not a, a biblical, uh, you know, I don't know, opin- opinionated guy. Uh, I don't think we can afford to have opinions of men uh, concerning the Bible. The Bible says that we're to rightly divide the word of truth or by the Holy Spirit's help, he'll lead us and guide us and he'll help us decode uh, these scriptures into you know modern day, to what, they're, what they mean, how they're supposed to help us, how we're supposed to uh, you know receive them. But we can't go on quote unquote man's take or, or what I think. You know, I hear that so much in the body of Christ. Well, my take on the scriptures, well, I, hey, I don't really care what your take is. I don't, I don't really care what your opinion is because your take and your opinion but could be against the true meaning of God's word. So we need to rightly divide the word of truth. We don't, you know, need false hope. Uh, we don't need to, you know, be cheered on by, you know, a filler or, or a fake thing. I need to know what the Bible says. And in my Bible, it says many are going to fall away. In my Bible, it says there's two in the field, uh, one's taken, one's left behind. Two in the bed, one taken, one left behind. Ten virgins, five taken, five left behind. And on it goes. That's my Bible. That's your Bible. In my Bible, it says there's going to be a great falling away. In my Bible, there's going to be a sifting process. In my Bible, uh, there's churches that uh, that God deals with in Revelation uh, that Uh, allow Satan in the church, allow Satan to govern the church, and they're not even godly churches. So we got to get back to what the Bible says. Now, as far as an end time revival, I believe there'll be revivals in the land, and I believe many will be saved uh, for Jesus Christ. But I believe biblically speaking, if you look in the the, uh, book of Daniel, and then you look in Ezekiel, and then you look in Revelation, which is a kind of a recap of Ezekiel, Daniel, uh, that the Bible tells us that there's going to be a great revival during the tribulation after we're raptured, led by 144,000 uh, Jewish people, uh, uh, believers. Or, or they, they, they heard the truth, they denied the truth. Once we leave, they're going to realize it was the truth, and they're going to become severe revivalists in that seven-year period. So that's what the Bible says. I'm not going to be here for that. I'm not. I'm not going... Um, you know, uh, mid-trib. Uh, I'm not going post-trib. I'm going pre-tribulation because that's what the Bible says. Uh, once again, you, you can't take what man 
or, or man's opinion, what woman, what a religious opinion, what a denomination opinion. No, you've got to get into the Word of God. You've got to seek the truth. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you and, and rightly divide God's Word. Someone say amen to that. There's just too many falsehoods uh, in, in the world today. Now, the Bible warned us about it, that in the end times, uh, there would be false preachers, false teachers, false prophets that would rise. Uh, the Bible says known by their fruit. Uh, one of the, the fruit of fake or false prophets is they continually miss prophecy. Come on now, say amen. Uh, there's nowhere in my Bible, like I know preachers, good preachers, well, I don't know about good, but they're friends of mine and they seem, you know, pretty squared away. And they seem to think that you get like a hall pass on two or three or four missed prophecies. Well, that may be your opinion and that may be like a false grace, but that's not biblical. Uh, a true prophet, a, a called, ordered prophet of God only speaks on behalf of God what he hears God say. So if, if these quote-unquote end-time prophets in the land today are constantly missing it, uh, they're not ordained or ordered of the Lord. That would mean either they're talking out of turn without God. So that's a, that's a, a heresy anyway. That's a false prophet anyway. If you're called by God, then you speak without God. You know, what kind of person is that? You're just a vessel, but then you think the vessel is greater than God that fills the vessel? No. Uh, and then secondly, if, if they're called by God and they speak as the oracle of God in the office of a prophet, uh, but they're continually missing it, then we're saying God's confused and God misses it. Well, that's not true. God's not confused. God's not missing it. Uh, these prophets are likely or self-proclaimed, self-ordained, self-appointed uh, prophets, and there's a level of falseness to it because God's not blessed or ordained it or, 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 or anointed them uh, for this uh, information or at this level. Come on now, I'm preaching pretty good. So if I say, thus says the Lord, and, and the Lord said this, and then what I say doesn't come to pass, uh, you're going to have to start judging that there's false fruit in my life, and the Bible says, know them by their fruit. Come on, I'm preaching better than what you're saying. Go ahead and say amen uh, right there, uh, those who are listening today. And go ahead and get this now, because some of you uh, solid Christians, uh, you're intrigued by these weird self-proclaimed, prophetic-y, uh, spooky people in the world today that even have mega TV platforms. I don't know how they got the platform. I don't care how they got the platform. The Bible doesn't say judge them by whose TV show they're on. The Bible doesn't say judge them according to how many people they attract. The Bible doesn't say, come on, judge them how, by how weird and spooky they are. No, the Bible says judge them by the fruit they produce. So are they are they are they preach are they producing truth fruit? Are they true are they producing, you know, false fruit, falsehood fruit? If we see by the sixth time, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth time, that they've had to amend a prophecy, we can judge that they're not a true prophet of God. We can really judge, I said, by the first time, but because we have this weird twisted grace that everybody gets a second, third, fourth, fifth. You do get all these chances. There is a power to grace, but you can't stand uh, in the office of a prophet, prophesied, nothing you say comes to pass, and continually walk or receive grace for your falsehood. No, you're a false prophet.
Come on, uh, help me there, preaching good. Let's look at this, 2 Timothy 4, um, uh, 1 through 4. It says, I charge you therefore, brethren, before God the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and then the dead at this appearing in his kingdom. Preach the word. Don't add, I'm going to add this part in parentheses for you. I'm just, when I add, I don't add to the, I don't add to the foundation of, or the structure of the word. I'm, I'm amplifying it or trying to help you by the Holy Spirit. So two says, preach the word. Uh, rightly divide the Bible. Preach the Bible. Don't opinionate the Bible. Don't blanket the Bible with your opinion. Don't try to you know, humanize the Bible. Don't try to run the Bible and the meaning, the true meaning of it, uh, through your natural brain and compute the natural meaning. No, uh, the Bible is God-breathed. It's God-designed, God-penned, uh, God-written, God-ordained. Now, you got to find out. you got to learn how to study, hear the Holy Spirit, and then you got to compute uh, what God intended to be the truth. If you can't do that, you don't have the Holy Spirit. You read as many books as you want. Without the Holy Spirit, you don't have truth because the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of truth. But he said, preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, uh, repro reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. Remember, everything we do is sound doctrine. You cannot afford to miss it, especially uh, this late in the game and uh, these end days. People don't need another opinionated service. People don't need man's take. People need to know the truth. They need sound doctrine. Remember, sound doctrine equals uh, scripture uh, proving scripture. Uh, uh, wrong doctrine or false doctrine is man's opinion of scripture. Come on now. So, so you can take a scripture and you can find other scripture to prove that scripture. Uh, if you can't do that, if you just get one scripture and then begin to go on once again, quote unquote, my take of that scripture, what I think that says, uh, we can't afford to know or for you to release what you think it says. We have to know what it means, and you have to speak as the oracle of God, Then you have to have the spirit of truth urging you or, or empowering you to speak boldly uh, God's word, to speak boldly uh, the truth of God's word. And you have to protect, come on, uh, the, the, the truth of God's word. You've got to protect the integrity of God's word. We can't allow a man to involve himself in any meaning of God's word. It has to be God-breathed, God-ordained. <coughs> or protected. Come on now, say amen. Let's go a little further. For the time will come. You can write in the top of this scripture three, this is now. And we've been in this season for quite a while. I'm almost done. Just let me help you. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But they will, after their own lust, shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned uh, to this word here is, is fables. Or it talks about different ministers, different ministries, uh, uh, different meanings. They're going to they're find something. Not only are they going to, it's sad. I've said this before. I don't remember him preaching or teaching. It's sad here that Paul prophesied to Timothy that not only are they going to be able to find one or two, but they're going to be able to find heaps. Isn't that sad? that they're going to be able to find heaps of false doctrine, false uh, preachers, false teachers, false information. There's going to be piles and piles of them in the last days. And you're going to be able to go find all the preacher you know, type people you want now that will preach to you your sin is okay. That's what this is saying. 
They're going to leave the truth like they're going to leave it's wrong to divorce. Now, I know there's people who have been divorced and their circumstances beyond me just saying that. And I know God's grace comes into the picture. But if you just think divorce is okay and it's all right and you get married three, four, five times and it's all right and it's all right and it's all right, the chances are you're going to go find preachers that preach that false doctrine. Come on now. Uh, the truth is God's a covenant God. You establish a covenant and covenant is forever. So I'm not saying we judge anybody because something's broken. I'm just saying we can't now uh, create a new doctrine because you want to be married three, four, five, six, seven times or two, three, four, five times and you think it's okay. Come on now, I'm preaching better than what you're saying. So uh, here we are now. Uh, they're going to find those kind of people. Let's just say this. Let's say uh, people don't want to live holy. Let's say they want to live a loose lifestyle. Well, they're going to be able to find heaps or piles of preachers that have twisted the word to say you can live a loose lifestyle or, or live a, a loose Christian lifestyle. Well, that's not sound doctrine. Come on here. I'm preaching better than what you're saying. Uh, I'm preaching pretty good. Now, uh, we're in that season. People are turning left and right. You know, people get mad at me just because I wear a suit to honor God or the office that God has called me to. You know, I know it's a, a modern era of church. I know that we live in the biggest vacation state, Florida. I know that if I dress down, that I'll appeal, appeal to more people. But what do I want to appeal to them as? Like, do I want to appeal to them that the gospel's easy, the gospel's cheap, there's nothing special about it, God's just a regular God, he's like me and you, and I want to operate in reductionism where I just want to reduce the holy things of God. I want to reduce the great things of God uh, to where a, a man at any level of his spiritual, spirituality uh, can receive it. I want to reduce God to where there's no uh, you know, pull or push for us to go up any higher. We just receive you like you are, leave you the way you are, and you're going to make heaven the way we found you. That's not the truth. So people make fun of how I dress. People make fun of you know, the, the severity or the boldness that I preach in and, and how I protect uh, you know, come on, the Word of God. You can't make fun of those things. Uh, people's lives are in the balance of the truth. Now, we need to be truth bearers. We need to be releasing the truth. We need to, uh, you know, tell the truth. Oh, glory to God. I'm about out of time here. Uh, if we got time next week, I'll go into the Nicolaitan church uh, where they became a, a church that uh, they invited the fallen doctrine, fallen, you know, man's system into their church, like almost like interwoven with the truth, which is reductionism. Let's, how do you reduce something so perfect, so great? Uh, how do we, why do we think, come on now, I'll end with this thought. Like, like I've heard you say, and I've said this before, I've heard a lot of members and a lot of partners say this, that New Way Church, Pastor Rich is like, and, and I don't agree with this. I think I'm, you know, just doing my job. But you guys think I'm like this, you know, that we have this elite ministry to what where uh, not everyone can stomach this ministry. Well, that's a lie. And then you go ahead and you let uh, Satan lie to you and you begin to warn people and prepare people that our ministry is really hard and you might not like it, it might not be for you. And then you think, because this is not biblical, but then you think there's these, like, this is, this is how a lot of you think, that God's plan is there's church light to get you in, 
And then we go from church light to church media, and then we graduate to the elite church. And there's this, these different levels of ministries. That's false. That's, that's not true. Uh, uh, Peter, after the Holy Ghost, became a severe preacher, a severe minister. Uh, Paul, after his Damascus Road uh, you know, incident with Jesus, became a severe preacher. There was no mediocrity in him. There was no mild in him. Uh, and, and I can go on and on. John the Baptist, before Jesus was even crucified, before the Holy Spirit was given, he's in the wilderness, severe preacher. Come on now, say amen. Uh, so if you think the watered-down church is a starting place for the gospel, you're incorrect. Uh, Jesus was severe, came to this earth, uh, took on humanity, uh, suffered, you know, was brutalized, beaten, uh, tortured, uh, died a death on the cross, arose again. Uh, tell me where there's mediocrity in that at all. Come on now, I'm preaching better what you're saying. So no, people need to step into the church house that God resides in. They need to step in a place of sound doctrine. They need to step in a place where the Holy Spirit is and people's lives will be transformed there. I have so many people in our church, so many families that have gone to, to saved in our church, filled with the Holy Ghost in our church, never been in another church, saved, filled with the Holy Ghost in our church, and now have become severe God pursuers, severe Christians in our church, and they didn't have to go to church light to get there. So quit apologizing and, and quit prejudging uh, you know, our church to other people. Just shut up. If you can't say the truth, just be quiet because you're hurting us. There are people that need the severe truth of God's word. There are people that need to be rescued radically from the God of this world, from Satan himself, uh, from the lies of this world, and from false doctrine of other churches. There are people right now that need help. And you can't tell them, you know, well, I don't know if you're like my church. Be quiet. Uh, why'd you like it? How'd you deal with it? So uh, you're, you're, you know, absent to the rule there, but you can deal with it, but other people can't. You're greater than other people. No, this is a house of sound doctrine. This is a rescuing house. We rescue lost people from Satan. Uh, this is a radical place of the kingdom of God. There's, there's, we're Bible people, we're God people, we're Holy Spirit people, we're truth bearers. Oh, thank you, Lord, uh, for it. Well, gird yourself up, strengthen yourself. These are great days, truly great days. These are days that we ought to be strong, bold, and fierce as a lion. And in the mighty name of Jesus, I call you a healthy, strong, full of God life. I call you blessed, uh, favored of the Lord in Jesus' name. Amen. Get these different things, these cards with scriptures. Call, ask for them. Call the office. Uh, we'll send them to you. Uh, you can partner with, with, with Richard Sarr Ministry. We'll get them sent out to you bi-monthly uh, with also magazines, letters, we have, um, you know, zip drives, you know, that you can plug into your computer, your car, call, get those things. Call newwaychurchfl.com or get online, newwaychurchfl.com. Call the church office. You can call Richard Summerlin Ministries, uh, richardsummerlin.com, and we'll get this stuff to you. Uh, let us help you. I love you. Thank God for you, and we're believing with you. Mm -hmm.